the book of Acts, book of Acts chapter 28. We're going to begin there in verse 1 tonight, the book of Acts chapter 28, and uh, I entitled this message, Viper Bite. That's my southern slang. Now I'm going to speak how I normally speak, Viper Bite, but uh, Viper Bite, there we go. Anybody ever been bit by a viper before? Anybody been snake bit? I was talking to, uh, yeah, talking to Brother Mackey here. He said he'd been bit one time by a snake. Anybody else ever been bit by a snake before? Anybody? No? Just Mackey. You're the only one, brother. You're the only one. Bit by a snake. Acts chapter 28. We're going to take a look at this. I entitled this message Viper Bite. And the reason why I did is because there's some things I just want to kind of pull out. I think it'd be a blessing to you as we take a look at it. But, uh, when we get into Acts chapter 28, uh, one of the things we want to see, of course, as we begin that chapter, one of the things that's there is, is uh, as we begin, as we see that uh, Paul uh, and some of these other guys, they were just uh, they were just on a ship and it just wrecked, and now they are here on uh, on uh, on a place here on this island here called uh, Melita. And as they were there, uh, they met some met some folks that took pretty good care of them in the very beginning. There was something that happened to the Apostle Paul while he was there. Uh, that uh, that I want to use tonight to illustrate, uh, uh, to be able to apply to our lives some things we can maybe perhaps learn from that. And uh, let's begin there in verse 1, as we can see the Apostle Paul, some of these other guys, uh, they have just rode in on some pieces of their ship in the latter part there of the, ne- of the last chapter, there in verse 44. Uh, they had just rode in on some broken pieces of their ship, and uh, now they are all safe on the land uh, but they had suffered a shipwreck. And now that they are there on the island called Melita, there in verse 1, uh, let's begin into our text. The Bible says, verse 1, and when they were escaped, and they knew that they were on the island called Melita, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, they came out a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the, the, the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, uh, whom uh, though he escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm, howbeit they looked when he should have swollen and fallen down dead. Uh, that's how you know that they were barbarian Baptist church. Uh, and so he says, but after that, they looked a great while and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a God. And so as uh, we begin there in verse one, we just think about vipers and we think about snakes. I remember, uh, anybody had any close calls with snakes? You know, kind of almost got bit. I'm sure many of you probably have before. Uh, I remember uh, my dad and I, when we were out hiking, uh, we was uh, hiking the ten, uh, the uh, St. Mary's Wilderness, the 10-mile loop there, uh, up towards uh, Nelson County. And we was up there hiking that. And on that on that 10-mile stretch, uh, I came across uh, two rattlesnakes. I don't know what the other one is because it slid into the bushes before I really got a great look at it. But uh, I remember we was uh, on the trail, we was walking, and things got really kind of messed up, you know, and... Uh, and the uh, the way that it had rained, and the and the rain had kind of washed everything out, and the trail was very very hard to uh, to see. Now uh, there hadn't been I don't think anybody had been on it in a while. At least at that point, it wasn't very well taken care of, and so uh, it was it was kind of difficult. First time I'd ever been up through there, I did have my phone, and I got uh, GPS on it, and I got all the trail maps on my on my phone, so I was able to see uh, generally where I was supposed to go for the most part. 
Uh, but we got to this point and I was looking around it, you, you couldn't see the trail no more. So we, we kept walking and what we thought was the trail there for a little bit. And uh, so as we were just kind of sitting there, you know, daddy kind of walks away and he comes back, but you know, my daddy can't hear. And so whenever he came back, uh, he was on his way back to me, just kind of looking around. And I stepped over off to the side and next thing I know, I heard the rattle of a rattlesnake. It's you know, like that. That was a pretty good impression, wasn't it? <laughs> and uh, and they heard the rattle of the rattlesnake there. Scared me half to death because honestly, that's the first time that I'd ever come across a rattlesnake. First time for me I'd ever come across one. And of course, it startled me, you know, and I jumped back and there he was, you know, he was all curled up. It was, you know, brown and all. He curled up and there his rattle was sitting there going, you know, and and of course, Dad, he can't hear me, so he's coming around this way, and I'm doing everything I can to, you know, motion to him. Finally, he looks at me and he sees, and I'm, I'm doing, snake, 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 you know, signing to him, you know, and I'm pointing at it, and he sees it, and, and, uh, and so, you know, we, we, we take, we're, we're aware of it, but it scared me half to death. We get away from that, we get on walking down a little bit further, I don't know, I'd say maybe half a mile, we come to a creek, and we're crossing over the creek, and I, we get water down, how do we get water from this creek, you know, we're, uh, doing everything we can to get ready for the night, you know, and so I'm getting water out of the street. And I get over to the other side, and I'm sitting there, and I'm standing there, and I'm waiting on Dad to come across. And as he's, as I'm waiting on him to come across, and I got my back on, and I'm just kind of sitting here, and I'm just kind of looking around, just enjoying the beauty of everything. And lo and behold, right there, no more than four feet away, is a rattlesnake sitting on that rock. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had to just walk right past that thing. And he never struck, never made a sound, never did anything. And I was looking at him right there. Of course, Dad, he was fixed to come across, and I'm doing all this again, you know. And, oh, and so finally he looks at me, and I'm pointing at it, you know, and he's on that side looking at it, and I'm on this side looking at it, and I'm thinking, how am I even get over here, you know? And so we're just kind of looking at it. Well, we just kind of stand there for a moment, and then there he goes. He just goes right along across the across the creek bed and goes right on up in the woods, and he's gone, and Dad comes on across. And, and you know what? After you see the second rattlesnake on the same trail, Everything is a snake. <laughs> Everything is a snake. Every twig, every branch on the ground, it doesn't matter. And I'm talking this trail you're walking through, and as I said, it wasn't traveled very much, you know, and it's really overgrown. And, and, and a lot of times you knew the trail was there, but you couldn't really see it that well because you had all the branches and stuff all in front of you. So you felt like you was just walking blind, just praying and hoping that there's nothing there. I was like, man, I cannot wait till we get off this trail. And, um, but I'm just, but it was just, it's just very scary. So we can see the Apostle Paul. Here he is. Uh, he is um, uh, here in, in this new land here. The Bible says the barbarous people, they showed us little kind, no little kindness. They were happy that they were there. They helped them out. The Bible says there in verse 3 that when Paul, he gathered a bundle of sticks and he laid them on the fire and they came out a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And as I was thinking about this, I got to thinking about um, you know, whenever I saw those snakes and how, you know, it was close that we, that we could, that we got snake, almost could have got snake bit. But I was thinking about the apostle Paul and how the Bible says that he did get bit by this viper. And as I was looking at the text, I began to think about this. And this is the very first truth I want us to see tonight. I want us to see the unsuspected snake there in verse three, the unsuspected snake. Now, when you take a look at it, notice the Bible says in verse three that Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and he laid them on the fire. And there came out a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And so I'm sitting here thinking, I'm envisioning in my mind, the Apostle Paul, as he's going out, and uh, they're all cold. They just came in off. They, they just had a shipwreck. They're all probably soaking wet. 
They're looking to make the fires by various people there. They're trying to help them out. Paul's going around. He's uh, gathering a bundle of sticks. And so in my mind, I'm envisioning Paul as he's walking around. Perhaps he sees uh, maybe just a bunch of sticks that are laying over here, so to speak. Maybe they've been sitting there for a while. Maybe not. I don't know. But there's a bunch of sticks that are sitting there. The Bible says he goes over and he gathers up a bundle of sticks. And as he gathers up the bundle of sticks, he walks over to the fire. And when he puts the bundle of sticks in the fire, then the viper came out. But what I was thinking about was this. As I was looking at the sticks, I thought to myself, you know, the viper didn't bite him until he tried to let it go. I thought to myself, the viper didn't mind as long as he was being carried. The viper didn't mind striking back. The viper didn't mind sinking his venom in as long as he was being carried by the Apostle Paul. As long as he was, as long as, the, you know, and I think sometimes in our life, sometimes it's kind of like one of those things, we don't really realize how much something's really got a hold of us until we try to let it go, and then we realize how much venom is actually something to us. We don't really realize what exactly is taking place. We don't really realize sometimes what we're actually carrying around with us. And I can tell you what, you know, sometimes I think, you know, we're, we're carrying around some things in our life, and it makes me wonder how many things are we carrying around in our life that are almost kind of like vipers to us. We don't really realize the dangers of it. We don't really realize what it can possibly do. We don't really realize what could maybe perhaps happen, but we're carrying it around, we're walking it around, unsuspecting, unknowing of the snake that's inside, unsuspecting, unknowing of, of, of the venom that we're actually carrying around with us and have no idea that what we're actually toting around, what we're actually carrying, what we're actually what we're actually holding in our very palm of our very hands and what we're actually uh, what we're actually walking around and what we're even going to share with everybody else is actually Something that's very scary. Actually, something that's very venomous. And there in verse 3, I began to think to myself about the unsuspected snake. About those things that we have in our life that we have no idea just how, uh, just how venomous that it possibly is. Things in our life that we have just absolutely no idea just how dangerous it is and how much, and how much the devil's just waiting on the right opportunity. Maybe perhaps for us to try to let it go. Maybe perhaps for us to try to set it down. Maybe perhaps for us to, uh, to do what we can to, uh, to get rid of it. And, when, and then whenever we do to get rid of it, the devil shows up and it begins to manifest himself and then he grabs a hold of us and latches on into our life and then begins to pump that venom inside of us. And I just began to think to, us, to myself, I thought, man, I wonder how many of us are walking around toting, around, toting around an unsuspected snake. An unsuspected snake. Things that, that are in our midst. Things that we're actively maybe perhaps doing or maybe perhaps actively carrying or, or things that we're just completely unaware of in our life and just have no idea what's taking place and what's going on. Listen, the devil is very conniving. The devil is very deceiving. The devil is very subtle. The Bible even says that he is. And we can see there in verse 3 that Paul, he gathered this bundle of sticks. He had no idea that the snake was there when he was carrying them. He had no idea that the snake was there but once he set this bundle of sticks down, once he placed it there in the fire, this viper came out. And the Bible says that it fastened onto his hand. And how many of us, maybe perhaps even tonight, are just things that we just have? I mean, we have no idea. How maybe perhaps things that we're just involved in or just things that we're around or whatever it could be that there's an unsuspected snake in the midst of it. Something that's there that's just waiting for the right opportunity or waiting for the right time. 
Listen, I'm just telling you this tonight because this, this is important for all of us this evening just to make sure that we are consciously aware of who we are and where we go, consciously aware of the spiritual world out here, consciously aware uh, that, uh, that we're, uh, of the, the plots and the schemes that the devil lays out every day for God's people. Constantly aware of how we need to make sure that we are doing all that we can to protect ourselves from, from, uh, from the wiles of the devil. And there in verse 3, the Bible says he gathered up this bundle of sticks. He was just going about his life. He was just doing what he needed to do to stay comforted, uh, doing what he needed to do to stay warm. And in the midst of him going just about everyday life, there was a viper that came out of the midst of it. And the Bible says, and it fastened onto his hand. And so I think about the un, the unsuspected snake tonight, which can be sins that maybe perhaps we uh, uh, don't really realize have that much of a grip on us, things that we don't really realize and how much a, of a part of our life it is until we try to let go of it. Things that have sunk its uh, snakes that have sunk their fangs into our uh, in, into our bodies and are pumping its venom inside of us and we have no idea the effect that it's having on our life. The unsuspected snake. And as I kept reading, I began to look and there in verse 3 and and I was finishing out this verse and the Bible says that it, the viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. I began to think about not only the unsuspected snake, but also the unexpected bite. He wasn't expecting to be bit. Now, as he was going about his duties and as he was doing what he could to, to be comfortable and as he was doing what he could to provide maybe even warmth and heat for everyone else, just going about his, his, his routine there, he was not expecting to be bit that day. He didn't, whenever he listened, whenever he came in washing, washing in on the boards of the ship or the cargo of the ship, whenever he got out there, he was not, I'm sure when he woke up that morning, if he ever did go to sleep, by the way the story goes, don't sound like he did too much of it, but whenever, but whenever he went to sleep, I guarantee you when he woke up that morning, he didn't think today I'm going to get bit by a snake. He didn't think today is going to be the day that I get bit. He didn't think that today would be the day that, the, that, the, that there would be a viper that latched onto his hand and began to pump its venom inside of him. Listen, just like any of us too, we're unsuspected. We don't expect. Listen, we know that we're going to fight every single day against our flesh, against the world, against the devil. We realize that. We understand that. But listen, I tell you what, there are some days, I'm telling you, we're going about our day just unsuspecting of maybe some things that's all around us. Uh, you know, we're doing everything we can to be wise. We're doing everything we can to be sober and diligent about our lives because we know the devil is walking about a strong line seeking whom he may devour. And so we're consciously aware of that. But I tell you what, along that way, we don't have to watch out. Not only do we got to watch out for the lions that are out there, but listen, there's a lot of snakes and vipers out there too. And we got to make sure that we are aware of those things because they slither on the ground and they're very subtle and they're very sly and they camouflage in with everything else. And as we are going about our routines throughout the day and we're looking for the big devil to show up on the scene. The little ones are slithering around on the ground just waiting to get a hold of you. I'm telling you in our life as Christians, we got to be careful. We got to be watchful and be sober and be, and, and be vigilant as, as the Bible says. This viper, it came out of the heat and it fastened on his hand. It was, an, it was an unexpected moment. He was not expecting to get bit. He was not expecting for that viper to latch onto him and pump his venom into him. Just like what happens to you and me every single day. We're not expecting certain things to happen. We don't expect things maybe perhaps to, to come across our way. We don't expect for, uh, for, for our life to maybe be completely turned upside down because of certain events that may take place throughout the day. We're not expecting it. We're not looking for it. But the devil shows up anyways. 
The devil shows up anyways and he latches himself onto us and he latches himself into our families and he latches himself into our communities and he latches himself into our churches across America doing everything he can to pump his venom, doing everything he can to ruin it, doing everything he can to destroy it. And we just got to be consciously aware as God's people whenever we're gathering. There in verse 3, the Bible says that Paul, we gathered a bundle of sticks. There was an unsuspected snake in the midst of it. And there was an unexpected bite about to happen. The Bible says there in verse 3, it fastened on his hand. There are many different types of snakes we can think of. We can think about uh, the snake uh, of alcohol. We can think about the snake of drugs and the snake of pornography and the snake of gambling and all different kinds of other snakes that are out there that latch on to people and, and just seem to pump its venom inside of us. There are lots of people out there today that have snakes that are just clinging to them and, 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 and every day just constantly filling them with all kinds of poison. The Bible says there in verse 3 that the viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand and they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. They thought, Wow, look at him. He done been bit by a snake. Now he survived the sea. Now he's been bit by a snake. This is the judgment of God on his life. He's not supposed to live. He escaped the sea. But yet the snake is going to take him. And there in verse 5, notice what happens. The Bible says, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. I was so blessed whenever I read this and was kind of studying over it and just allowing it to soak into my soul. Uh, the Bible says he shook off the beast into the fire and he felt no harm. So not only do I see the unsuspected snake there in verse 3, not only do I see the unexpected bite there in verse 3, but I also see the unaffected venom in his life there in verse 6. And I begin to think to myself, and I just begin to praise the Lord for the fact that, you know what, uh, that, that uh, I just begin to thank and praise God for the fact that, listen, the devil's trying to bite, listen, the devil tries to bite us every single day. The devil does everything he can to sink his venom into us and drag us into this and drag us into of that. But as I was beginning to read this, I began to think, man, the devil really tried to get a hold of him. This this serpent, this viper really tried to get a hold of him and sink his venom deep inside of him. But the Bible says that the Apostle Paul, whenever he got bitten, he just shook it off. He just shook it off in the fire and he just sat there and I began to think, I began to imagine all those people that were sitting around. The Bible shows us, man, they were amazed. They couldn't believe what they saw. They just sat around just looking at him, waiting on him to swell up and die. You imagine that? I mean, they were just waiting on the guy to swell up. That's what the Bible says. Now listen, the preacher ain't making this stuff up tonight. The Bible says there in verse 6, how bit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead. They were just sitting around looking at him, just waiting on him to swell up. Uh, they were probably looking at each other thinking, how much longer do you think he's gone? Don't that right side look like he's swelling up a little bit? Maybe taking bets looking at him. <laughs> I'll bet you $10 he's going to fall down here in just a few minutes. But we see there in, we see there in verse five, the Bible says he shook off the beast into the fire and he felt no harm. And I just begin to think about the protection of God. I begin to think about the grace and mercy of God. And I begin to think about all the times when God has probably perhaps saved me from so many things I even have no idea. 
I was just about going about my daily routine, going about my business, and devil's doing everything he can to bite me. Devil's doing everything he could to get to me. And, 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 and God and his grace and God and his mercy kept me from harm. And God and his grace and God and his mercy kept me from uh, kept me from being uh, feminized and, vic- and even victimized by, uh, by, by this poisonous serpent. But I just began to praise God for how good he's been to me. The Bible says that he shook off the beast. Shook off the beast. Listen, there's lots of things that have come up in our life. We're going to have, sometimes we just have to learn to shake it off. Whenever the, whenever the snakes come, they sometimes, they something, they some, they something you just have to learn to shake off. Shake off the snakes. Shake off the snake bites. Shake off the snakes. Listen, there's going to be lots of things that will sliver into your life that you're going to have to learn sometimes just to shake it off. Yeah. You ever been through life and said, you know what, I'm just going to have to learn to shake this off. It's exactly right. Listen, there's some things we just got to learn to shake off in life. It can be all different kinds of things. It can be all different kinds of things that come up in our life. It can be, uh, it, it can be hurtful things. It can be, it can be things that people say or things that people do or whatever it could be. We got to learn to shake these things off in our life. We got to learn to say, you know what? I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to let it bother me. The Bible says that this venomous snake that came out, it bit him on the hand and he shook it off. And the Bible says that they came no harm, but he shook it off in the fire. And the Bible says, is that he felt no harm. Felt no harm shaking off the snakes. He was unaffected by the venom. Unaffected by what the devil was trying to do to him in his life. The grace of God, the power of God, the miracle of God there upon him. And as we think about as we walk through everyday life, unsuspecting of the things that's taking place, unexpecting what's going to happen, not looking for, not looking for the snake that's going to be there, not paying attention, not aware. Listen, there's so many things that's going on out here in the world today. There's so many plots and there's so many schemes that the devil lays out for us every single day. And it's God's people being consciously aware of the unsuspecting snake and the unexpected bite. I was thinking about, in the midst of all of this, and I was thinking about um, a message that a preacher preached a long time ago. Uh, but Cody Zorns, he preached a message and talking about snakes and talked about this woman who, I talked about this woman who had a pet snake and uh, she it was a snake. It was very big. She raised it up for it. It was just a little small, and it was one of them, one of them, uh, uh, one of them boa constrictors or something like that. She raised this thing up, and it was just a little small, and it was real big. And she had it. Anybody have a snake at their house today? None of us here tonight. She raised this snake from when it was just a little baby. Well, it was real big, and it was. I mean, she loved this snake. She even slept with it. Slept with the snake. And it wasn't eating anymore. So she went to the vet and said, Hey, you know, this snake that I got is not eating. Well, the problem is, and the vet told her, He says, You need to get rid of it because that snake is sizing you up. The snake's not eating because it's sizing you up to figure out how it's going to eat you. It's sizing you up. It's figuring out that it needs to get such and such. To a certain place to where it can swallow you, to where it can eat you. She didn't believe it. She went home, still sleeping with her snake. Lo and behold, one night, that thing said it was hungry enough. 
and it swallowed her arm bitter, swallowed her arm whole. So she's calling 911, telling them that she's got this snake that's now swallowed her whole arm. They come over to the house. They get down there, and whenever they get there, they say, well, we're going to have to kill this snake. And as they're talking about how they're going to have to kill this snake so that they can pull this snake off of their arm, she's telling them, don't kill the snake. I love this snake. I love my snake. Don't kill the snake. I love it. And you can only imagine just as well as I do. They look at her like she's lost her ever loving mind. You have got to be kidding me. You don't want us to kill this snake? This snake is trying to eat you. It's trying to devour you up. It's trying to eat you alive. It can care less about you. It's been sizing you up for weeks. It's been going on the diet, getting itself prepared to swallow you whole. And listen, that's what sin does. That's what the snakes do. Man, we're unsuspecting of it. We're not looking, we're not looking for the bite. We're unsuspecting of it. We're just going about our everyday lives and we're just going about it. We're just going about doing our thing. Unsuspecting of the things that's going on. Unsuspecting of, of what's right beneath our nose. Unsuspecting perhaps of what we're feeding and what we're taking care of. Not knowing, not knowing that at one point, at some time, the devil's going to use that which we're carrying. The devil's going to use that which we have in our life. The devil's going to use that which we're feeding to completely destroy us and swallow us up. Because listen, sin don't care about you and the devil don't care about you. And right here we can see where the Apostle Paul, uh, we can see he was going about his day. He was gathering up the he was gathering up the sticks to put in the fire. And the Bible says this snake came out and it grabbed a hold of his hand and it began to pump this venom inside of him. But man, I praise God that God praise the Lord that God showed up. He wasn't suspecting this snake. He wasn't expecting the bite. But praise God, he was un, he was unaffected by the venom of it. And it was only because of the grace of God that he was able to get through that night. And I'm telling you here this evening that it's only because of the grace of God that at some time and some places in your life when the devil began to pump his venom of sin inside of you and you was carrying things around that was unexpected of you was carrying around an unexpected snake wasn't expecting to be bit but the devil got a hold of you one day and he began to pump all that venom inside of you and it's only by the grace of God that you're sitting here this evening it's only by the power of God that you're ever sitting up here tonight because you know without God you know exactly where you'd be if it wasn't for God showing up, if it wasn't for God intervening, if it wasn't for God coming to your aid, if it wasn't for God protecting you, if it wasn't for God empowering that whole situation, you wouldn't even be here this evening. That's right. That's right. Or you would be on some long fast track on your way down to a devil's hell and you would be nowhere near where you're at right now. That's right. Yeah, and she told them people, she said, don't kill the snake. She said, I love, I love this snake. I love this snake. Don't kill it. While the thing's got a whole arm inside of its mouth. Listen, these people out here today, the devil's eating them alive. The sin's eating them alive. And, 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 and people's doing everything they can to try to pull the snakes off of them. Doing everything they can to try to behead the snake. Doing everything they can to save the people that they love and care about. While the devil's out there just eating them alive, eating them whole, could care less about them. And it makes no sense. You say, how? It makes absolutely no sense why someone would say, don't kill the snake when you can, eat, when you can see it right there with your own eyes that it's eating you alive. I can only imagine what that was like to have your arm all up inside of a snake like that and see its eyeballs right there looking at you. Can you only imagine? How old? I'm going to be disrespectful. How? I don't guess there's anywhere around. 
How messed up do you got to be right here? To go through all that and to see that. And still say, don't kill it. And still say, don't do anything about it. I didn't hear the rest of the story, so I'm not exactly sure what happened. I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I tell you, it's fun. I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know what happened. But I can tell you this. They snakes out there that are ready to get a hold of you tonight. Some of them were carrying them around. Unsuspected. We have no idea that's even there. We're just going about our day. We're just carrying around the bundle. We're just carrying around. I'm hurt somebody here. I'm gonna hurt myself. We're just carrying around a bundle of things that we got to do today. And maybe somewhere in the midst of that, there's an unsuspecting snake waiting to get a hold of you and your family. There's like one back there. I don't know. <laughs> there's an unsuspecting snake, and there's an unexpected bite. An unexpected bite. Paul had no idea when he woke up that morning that he was going to get bit. You had no, other people had no idea. Brother Mackey had no idea that whenever he went hiking that day with his friend, that he was going to get bit by a copperhead that day. I was talking to him about it in my, in my office before I came out here and asking if any of the men had ever been bit by a snake, and he said he did, and one time got bit by a copperhead, but it was about a quarter of a mile in the woods, and his friend had to carry him, put him on his shoulder and carry him half a mile out. Then they had to drive him 50 minutes to the ranger station or something like that. And then they had to drive him completely to the rest of the, to the rest of the, the rest of the way to the hospital. You know, I heard a man say one time, uh, whenever I was younger, they said, well, if you ever get bit by a snake, make sure you catch it, bring it with you. That way we know what kind it is. <laughs> you come up with that. You get bit 20 times trying to catch it. I mean, you know. I'm just trying to get you to sit and understand tonight that as we think about the snakes that are out here today, they're unsuspecting. We're not looking for them. We're not paying attention to them. But they're there. Yeah. And they're in the bundle of life. It's the bundle of things that we go. And I'll probably guarantee you if we searched our bundles tonight, we might be able to find them this day. If we search through our life, we might be able to find something that's there that the devil's trying to use to pump venom into our life. If we search through ourselves and we examined ourselves, we might be able to find ourselves a snake that's just sitting there, just waiting. And you might just save yourself from an unexpected bite. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this night for the opportunity to be here once again. Lord, I pray that, I pray God you'd help us tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to see that which we need to see in your word. Lord, there's so much going on around us and so much going on about us that it's just unsuspecting in our life. Lord, I'm praying here tonight that you'd help us as we live our life for you should help us, God, to be aware of things that's going on around us. Help us to be aware of what we're carrying. Help us to be aware of what we're holding. As the piano plays this evening, Lord, I just pray that you'd continue to speak to all of our hearts and just search through our congregation.
Lord, if there's one here tonight that doesn't know you as Savior or one here this evening that just needs to spend time with you. God, that you would impress upon our hearts, Lord, that show us tonight how important it is that we need to get saved. How important it is that if we are saved and have gotten away from you, that we come back. Lord, even how important it is that from time to time that we just do a manual check of our own selves. And as we look at our own bundle of life, Lord, that it could be we may save ourselves from getting bit. Lord, I pray tonight that you would just speak to all of our hearts, Lord. As we take just a few moments to open up the altar this evening, for anyone that would like to come, the, the altar is open. If you'd like to just gather around this evening, we'll open up the altar tonight. Whatever it be, maybe you just want to pray for safety. Maybe you just want to pray for guidance. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. You just want to pray and ask God to, to help you to be aware of unsuspecting things. That God would help us to be aware of our own selves. Help us to be sober, vigilant. Help us to be watchful, waiting. so many things going on all around us it can be very easy to overlook things in our life the devil moves in real subtly sometimes we don't even know that we're even carrying around a snake sometimes it's only when we try to let it go Sometimes it's when it knows it's coming to the end, lashes out. If you're here tonight, you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, there is no greater time to do so than this evening. We serve a great God in heaven that gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you'll trust in Him and believe in Him tonight, call out to Him to save you. I believe with all of my heart that He will. What must I do to be saved? Philippian jailer cried, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved.
our struggles, he knows our battles, our difficulties and challenges. But I'm glad we serve a God tonight that is able. And even when the unsuspecting snakes come up in our life, it don't take God by surprise. Even when the devil means us harm, doesn't take God by surprise. tonight. Look forward to seeing you all on Wednesday night uh, whenever we're able to come back together again. So thank you for being here. Be careful going home tonight. I pray that the, uh, the message was a blessing to you and just our service time was a blessing to you. I know it was for me. Enjoy seeing everybody on, on Sunday nights. Amen. All right. Well, let's be dismissed in prayer. Brother Tyler, good to have you with us tonight. Would you mind dismissing us tonight, please? Heavenly Father, we're grateful for this opportunity that you've allowed us to come together and worship in your house this evening, God. I ask that you would take this message and apply it to our hearts and lives. God, help us to be aware of the snakes that are in our lives. Help us to be vigilant and sober uh, against our adversary, Lord. We know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness and the spiritual warfare that goes on in our life, Father. We ask that most of all you would wrap your hedge of protection around us, God, because you are our ultimate defense. Lord, we can't fight this battle alone, only through you can we have the true victory and the victory through salvation, God. I ask that you would protect each man, woman, boy, and girl as we go our separate ways tonight and bring us back together to your house again on Wednesday night, Lord, so we can open your word and study again. Thank you for this pastor who preaches truth, God, and thank you for this church that still loves to gather together and just love on the Lord. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory, and it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 <laughs>